Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America's Faithful Wise Political Servants Who are the wise among us? In our churches, political debates, and in life, who are these people? America Uncovered Truth Unveiled As Psalm 2 in the King James Version asks, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Today the world of men and nations. Prophetic Battle Awakening to Truth You and I must have the courage to say to our enemies, There is a price we will pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. And releasing the captives, our Lord, our Messiah, and our God purposed one thing. The anointing is demonstrated in releasing the captives. Praise God Almighty. Amen. And the latest post on warn-usa.com. Is Global Advocacy Christian Gospel Classic Warren Radio features in-depth updates from Nepal, Pakistan, India, Egypt, United Kingdom prison, United States prisons, and the episode of Christian Gospel News. And don't miss this post, Isaiah's Vision and Commission Prophetic Book Part 7 on Battle Lines. Isaiah's series is now on part 113. Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in scripture today. And we are announcing the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's just released in our bookstore on danaglennsmith.com. And you can go to the featured page on danaglennsmith.com slash shop and that's where you'll see the featured book page and the rising is a Christian fiction thriller when he who opposes rises believers overcome by faith we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac he is hardcore and one of the best at what he does His work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. You could also find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus & Robertson, and many more. And any bookstore can order it for you. And the Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. And be sure to sign up for the War, the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com. And you can also visit the bookstore and our resource media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. 
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another edition of Friday Sound the Shofar. It is December 2021, as you probably know. We have a lot of issues and troubles in the world. And for us who live in America, we have especially deep issues. But the Lord is on the throne. No matter what men may do or say, God is in charge. And in this I rest. And it's also very relevant that, you know, when we're weak, we're strong. For his grace is made perfect in our weakness. So we can depend on him. He will never forsake us. But for the rest of the world that don't have the trust in Christ, you know, it may seem like they're going to win their way. That wickedness will always continue to be. That there will never be a justification, a reconciliation, and a finality of an end uh, to the wickedness in the world. Men are corrupt. And by men, I mean people, both men and women and children, a general term meaning those born of the flesh as human. The human condition, we are born into a body I call the body of death. The minute you're born, you grow old. There's only one hope, and as Paul said, well, if we have hope in this life only in Christ Jesus, we are of all men most miserable. Why is that? Because this life passes as a flower will fade. It's And, and I'm a gardener. I grow a lot of things, and we have the plant growing, and then it dies. And the season is over. It leaves behind seeds, most of them, that you can replant. But the life is limited. So too is life today. And our hope has to go beyond this life. And that's what Christ Jesus does for us. Thanks be to God. We're in the book of Hebrews today. Our Fridays have been filled with Hebrews. Son of God, Covenant of Mercy, Part 13. And we've been in the priesthood of Christ, Melchizedek, and we're going to be moving into the covenant. But the Ecclesia, the called out, the church, those of Christ, the living God and his Christ, the power of that union in us, are transforming multitudes of lives. Even in the midst of COVID and the shaking of nations and the issues and the troubles and the things that bother you, let it be known today that Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God, his Hebrew Messianic name is Yahshua HaMashiach, is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He says of himself, he's the Almighty in Revelation 1, and he comes again. Thanks be to God. So it's time for you to have hope. And of course, Christmas... You know, growing up, 
we had all, all the standard accoutrements in our house. And it was a happy time. But as you grow up, you find out that people are not always happy on the holidays. For many are lonely. They've lost loved ones, friends. They maybe lost a job. They're sick. There's many reasons. Now, you know, as people on the earth, we like to celebrate things. And when you have a long winter, you like to break it up with some kind of a holiday. And so for the Jews, they do Hanukkah. And for the Christians, they have Christmas. You know, the scripture does not tell us to celebrate Christmas or remember Christmas. We're to celebrate his death. This do in remembrance of me, he said, when speaking of taking the symbol of the blood and the body. We left off on 12.3 in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. And Paul is recounting this. For this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be unto them a God, and they shall be unto me a people. Thank God Almighty that happened. And you know, the thing of it is, we are doing the Isaiah series on Thursday. We're in part 114. We've been doing it for, oh man, I think two years. We probably got a year and a half left. We're in uh, chapter 41 or something. Because we go slow, we cover things. And then we're in no hurry. But we get through the book. And one of the things that Isaiah covers is this particular thing here. The covenant. And the hope of the Messiah. Because make no mistake, we are in the new covenant. And while the Jews needed the scrolls and the law, they needed everything written down. A lot of the things that they were doing in, in the covenant from the Day of Atonement all the way through the feasts, were foreshadows of things to come. And so that's that's important. But see, this spoke of a time when your body is the temple of God, that the Spirit of God is within us, that the atonement has already been made once and for all for us, Whereas the high priest had to make that atonement every year on the Day of Atonement. Now, the Jews, many of them, are still celebrating doing the Day of Atonement, but they don't have the the temple and all the feasts, uh, the sacrifices. Although they do do other things to try to 
make up the difference. But Yahshua came. And the house of Israel is the whole house. The northern tribes and Judah. And as the Lord said to Abraham, In thee will all the nations of the earth be blessed. And the same thing was given by Jacob to tell and as a blessing over Ephraim that he would be a blessing. Of course, Ephraim was kind of rebellious and fell away. But it was indeed through that line that we can physically see that the Gentiles were added in when Joseph married an Egyptian woman. But yet there's a line there that when the covenant and the finality of this came, that all the people, all the Gentiles, the Goyim, the heathen, would be able to come unto the Lord through this covenant. And they're lawless, make no mistake. I was a lawless Gentile, <laughs> a Methodist and God had to get me out of the church to get me saved. I knew about Jesus, you know. I mean, I believed in him. But God had other things for me. And we're still following the path that Tower and I started many years ago. Many, many years ago. I'll put my laws into their mind, write them in their hearts, and I'll be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And we have the Spirit of God within us. We are the ecclesia and the called out ones. Our body is the temple of the Lord. But it's here in your spirit where this body of of flesh we're going to put off one day it goes on to say and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the Lord for all shall know me from the least to the greatest and I like this scripture because in the world today everybody knows of the Lord not everybody likes him they hate Christians in many places. Christians are killed. Why? Well, like we were relating on the program, a previous program that we do, you have these pastors that are saved, and they get called up, like, for instance, by the Hindu friends they know, and they're sick. And the prayers of the, Im uh, the imam hasn't done any good. And in this case, it was an actual imam who had called this pastor. And at the time, he wouldn't accept the Lord or anything, but he just wanted him to pray for him. And the pastor gave him some instructions on scriptures, what to do with them. And to do it, and he, he came back later. And he found the imam doing really good. His, everybody in his household had been healed. They had been facing COVID, and they were sick. It didn't say the specifics of the disease, but all of, all of uh, the region had been affected by COVID. But we see this time and time again in testimony where people call up the preachers over there and these are these are great men of God. Their their riches isn't in the world. They have a church, you know. But depending on who they are, 
Christians in, for instance, India are oppressed many times. But the pastor went over there the second time and he prayed with him. And eventually the imam and his whole family became Christian. Now you see, that's why mobs of Hindus will find a Christian pastor and beat the living daylights out of him or even murder him, uh, steal his daughters, burn down their houses, run them out of the village. All these things have happened. Because they represent the Lord God and they bring deliverance and they hate him for it. That's why the Jews killed Yahshua in the first place. They admitted that the miracles, everybody was going to follow Jesus because of the miracles. They said that. And they were afraid they would lose their power and position. It's jealousy. It's pride. It's, I've got a job and I don't want you to screw it up. I'm the one representing God and I don't need the Son of God to show up to tell them I'm wrong. And so they plotted and conspired. And managed to get him on the cross. But see, the thing of it is, that was the reason he came. And so they put him on the cross, killed him, put him in the tomb. And the enemies that he had were happy. The devils in hell were rejoicing. Satan was smiling. This great son of God is dead. We got rid of him. The kingdom's mine. Whoa, wait a minute. Three days later, he raises from the dead, seen alive by many. And then he commissions Peter and the boys and the girls to go out and preach the gospel. And they turn the world upside down. And in some of the hardest areas today, the gospel is still turning the world upside down. And, and we report, but there's many we don't report on. In the toughest of times, the worst of times, the most persecuted areas that you can imagine, God is moving. Is God going to allow man to stop him? Matter of fact, in Isaiah, we were talking about this because we're dealing with the part of the Jews getting out of Babylon and God delivering them. <laughs> and in this part says, rise up and challenge me. Tell me. <laughs> you know, if your gods can do anything... First of all, they're all metal. They don't walk. They don't hear. They don't listen. You know, I'm a god. I can get around. I <laughs> I can talk. I can hear. I can see. I've created everything called the end from the beginning. What are you going to do? <laughs> are you going to stop me? That's the same thing today. That's right now. Oh, yeah, we're going to stop Christianity we're going to kill that preacher. Preacher gets martyred. He goes to heaven. He's rewarded. But God continues to move. People continue to get saved. It's undeniable. God is moving worldwide. And in America, America's being shaken to its seams. Why? Because America's backslidden. Listen to my Isaiah thing. You'll hear that. This is Hebrews, so I don't want to go any further. But see, that's all over the New Covenant. And there's lots of Jews that have come to the Lord. Messianic Jews. And in Israel, we have a lot of Messianic Jews. They've got ministries. They're reaching out. And they haven't gotten rid of their Jewish customs and stuff. But they did find the Messiah. 
And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. And that's today. But also, when you get in the millennium, everybody will know him. Today in America, very few have not heard of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all the migrants, all the immigrants, all the illegals, if you want to call them that. And they're illegal. The Democrats don't want to admit that, but they are. Democrats are illegal themselves with what they're doing. But they wouldn't be able to do, Joe Biden wouldn't be able to do, nobody would be able to do what they're doing, those migrants wouldn't be able to do what they're doing if America was right with God. And I've been warning America for over two decades. The first time I was talking about America and what was coming to that was back in the early 70s. That's how long I've known about this and how long I've been telling people. But just because everybody knows him, it doesn't mean that they really know him. People coming up, oh boy, we're going to America, everything's going to be a fine. But see, they're coming across the border, they don't know how to be American, they don't know what America's about, they have no idea about the Constitution, our forefathers, no, not a clue. They're coming for one reason, they're coming up here because, number one, the mules that are bringing them up here are paid by people like Soros. They've got a whole organization, and he's not the only one. And when they get up here, the Democrats have already put the legislation in and got it passed. They give them money. Matter of fact, a lot of them have a better setup than they had anywhere else. So they think they've got it made. But you see, if America doesn't repent, if things don't change, this is not going to be a nation of life. It'll be a nation of judgment. But judgment leads to redemption. Shaking. Chastisement gets you to think. No, they're not going to want to be here. They're going to pour out of here like ants out of a ship or rats off a ship. When this thing starts going. Because you can't keep doing what the Democrats are doing. And expect this country to live. It ain't going to. You can't keep being divided. You can't keep robbing all your stores. With 70 to 80 of your buddies. And taking everything. And expect this nation to continue. And one of the things blatant Marxism does. Is destroy the system that is trying to take over. Because once they destroy it then they know the people accept anything they've got to offer. It happens every time. And then once they accept it and they're solidified in power, there's nothing you can do about it. So they wind up leaving and coming to a place like America. When America falls, there is no other place for you to run to. You're going to have to stay there and put up with it and either live or die. But neither one will be a good alternative. And the only answer is Yahshua. And the Lord says in verse 12, For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's only if you're born again. If you receive him. In that he saith a new covenant, he has made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. We're in the new covenant, whether the Jews like it or not. But make no mistake. God has not forsaken Israel. America is not Israel. And America needs to understand that God isn't going to keep us going just because we're America. 
Now, if we get in Hebrews 9, which is the next one, and, and they're all connected. The original, you know, all these divisions were made by the King James people, but, and of course, ongoing aversions, they do all their own English composition of everything or whatever they're doing. Hebrews 9.1, Then verily the first covenant also had ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Verse 2, For there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlestick, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Now that priest could only enter into that Holy of Holies once a year. And that is when he would make atonement. First for himself and those who were with him and then for the children of Israel. In the holiest of all it had the golden censer, the Ark of the Covenant, Overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded in the tables of the covenant. For us today, that would be the Bible. Their Bible was the scrolls. And in this case, it was the covenant when God gave it. And verse 5, and over it the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now you see, in Christ, he is that mercy seat. The holiest of all, the holy of holies, is the place where they met with God. And as, as scripture tells us, we can enter in boldly into the presence of the Lord and call upon him in time of need. That's because of Yahshua. Jesus dying on the cross, being resurrected from the dead, and he's at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for the saints. We have that access. We can go into that temple, and you don't need a church. You don't need a preacher. You don't need the Pope. All you need is your heart and God. That's really all you need. And I've had relatives that were staunch Catholic. I was talking to one of them many, many years ago. In my younger days, I was telling about Yahshua, Jesus, about him dying on the cross and saving us and that you needed to be saved. And boy, he got mattered. And, uh, well, say the least, he kicked me out of his house forever. He did. <laughs> well, you know, over time, time heals wounds and... One day we found ourselves back in his house and he welcomed us like strangers. We we had been up Bible school and everything. I, f I forgot where we went off to. but We came back. I can't even remember why we went back or what the circumstances were. But he didn't remember it. We didn't mention it. And everything was fine. I can understand that. And I can understand people with other religions. But the fact of it is, they need to understand the truth. There is only one intercessor between God and man to save the soul of men and women and children, and that is Jesus Christ, Yahshua. Whether you like it or don't like it, that has nothing to do with it. Only the fact is, you make the choice. But you see, all of that, 
that Paul is describing is ornate. You know, they created all of that stuff. They didn't have modern technology. They had craftsmen. They had to make all this stuff. And, of course, the Bible tells us that God gave them the wisdom to do it. In verse 6, he says, Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. They didn't go into the Holy of Holies. They were in the outer part, which was okay. But he says, but into the second went the high priest alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. Now you see, the Jews, since the beginning here of getting this had to use blood for the atonement. God had chosen that by the blood would atonement be made for us. And the high priest could only do that once a year. Go into that Holy of Holies. Now they could do their sacrifices according to the schedule throughout the year. And then they had the one Commanded fast in the Bible, which is on the Day of Atonement. And they had to do that all the time. And see, that's why God was so, has an issue with the shedding of innocent blood. For life is in the blood. And when the shedding of innocent blood occurs, the only way it can be atoned for is if the blood of him that shed it has his own blood shed in like manner. Matter of fact, it's called blood guilt. And there's also a curse associated with it upon the land. So if you're wondering in America why you have so many murders going on. Because we have a bunch of hypocrites up in our government and we have had for many, many years. Now, I don't think they're all hypocrites, but there's a spirit of hypocrisy and rebellion and pride. Along with justifying dishonesty. And once you reach that hollowed corridor, you throw the book out and you can do pretty much what you want to. That's why we don't fear God. That's why we abort babies as if there's no tomorrow. And while the woman says the body is hers, my body, my choice, you wouldn't have that body if God didn't create it and put you in it. Number two, the baby you have is not yours. That baby, it belongs to the Lord. And you're the one that is the steward of that baby, herein called the mother. And how you treat that little soul, God will hold you accountable. And the nation that aborts babies is guilty of blood guilt. Now, this issue was so bad among the house of Israel, it was such an issue that God warned them and, and made a lot of various things for them to do to handle the shedding of the blood. That's where the cities of refuge came in. And a lot of other things they did. It was very important. That's also why the devil uses the blood in his own sacrifices. Drinking it. Shedding it. 
and trying to get as young a child to sacrifice as possible. Matter of fact, we know that now for a fact. I knew it a long time ago because of testimonies from former high priests of Satan, and both men and women that got saved out of it. But you see, it's come out in the news that that Satanists were against stopping abortion because they came out and said it. We use, a, a, you know, these aborted babies and our sacrifices to Satan. They admitted that. But see, in today's world, especially in America, we don't know any sin, so nobody said anything. Nobody caught that thing. But if they would have said that back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, they'd have hunted these turkeys down. But see, we're a lawless nation now. And we've got religion, so we're fine. We've got the Pope telling everybody it's fine. Now, the Pope may think he's the vicar of Christ on earth, but he's not the vicar of Christ. And the Catholic Church don't change the laws of God. Not in heaven they don't. They can change things down here. They can fool people here. But they ain't going to get anywhere up there. But see, the Catholic Church has a big voice, worldwide, including in communist countries. And there's a lot of what they do that is just sheer nonsense and abomination. But I have good Catholics across the street from me. And see, one thing you're going to find out, when you look at the churches of Revelation and you find the judgment or the blessing upon them, what you find is even in the dead church, there are those there that aren't dead. They're still alive and nurturing. So what that tells us is, as the old saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover. That within that dead church, there could be some saints in there that have existed and praying for that church, trying to get it to straighten up. And I personally talked to charismatics who had truly become saved and redeemed, and they, they wanted to work in the Catholic Church to help bring others to the Lord and understand the knowledge that God has given them. But the bottom line of it is, judgment's coming, and whether you're Catholic or Baptist or Pentecostal or whatever, you're going to stand before him. And the only one that can intercede and guarantee you to make it through is Yahshua. And you have to take up your cross and follow him. Now, in verse 8 of that, Paul says, The Holy Ghost, this signifying the way into the holiest of all, was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. See, only the priests could go into there. You couldn't just enter into there. All that came through Christ. Verse 9, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. All this was looking forward to Christ, and even in all their ceremonies and everything, the showbread, Christ is that bread of life. He is the sustenance of who we are. 
the high priest, we do have a high priest today. That's Christ. But he's not after the humanly order of the Levites. He's after Melchizedek. The divine one who had no beginning or end. He seemed divine. He was divine. I believe it was Christ himself. Asher and Trader from Israel wrote a book on, on the presence of God in the Old Testament. We're speaking of the Lord here, Yahshua. Yahshua just didn't appear on the scene to die on the cross. He's been around before Abraham was, I am. And he says, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. I think that's what it said. So you've come along now. You're in perilous times. See, you have all that stuff in the old covenant. And I'm not dissing it at all. Because Christ didn't destroy the law. He fulfilled it. This was going to come anyway. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say not of the building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. He is that perfect tabernacle. He is the unspotted, unblemished lamb sacrificed. For John himself said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But see, it's more than just having mere blood, more having uh, just the Lord dying on the cross. That's the blood of atonement. That's the fulfilling that had to be done. But see, he triumphed over all principalities and powers. He broke the back of that. He destroyed it according to the holy ordinances of God and made an eternal sacrifice forever according to the will of God to deliver those that would call upon him that when they would believe and believe in what he had done, that God would impute it unto them for righteousness sake. For It goes back to Abraham too. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake. That's why Abraham is mentioned in this manner when you get into the New Testament. And so verse 13 it says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. You know, if that worked then under the old covenant, this is what Paul says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. But see, the Old Covenant was not perfect. And God has to deal with man according to the times of men. And God is an eternal God. And even today, the end is not going to come tomorrow. But one day it will. The plots of evil men are not going to stop even if America gets turned around. Wickedness is not going to go anywhere until Yahshua comes. So how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God? How much more his sacrifice on the cross, him offering himself, would be able to purge our sins than just mere blood 
of animals. And he goes on to say in verse 15, and for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament. And most Christians know that. We accept it. That by means of death for redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. And in this case, that's Christ. For a testament is force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator live. If you make a, a will, that will doesn't come into effect until you're dead. That's why you make a will. Last will and testament. That word testament, covenant. Sealed in the blood of Christ. And see, we have Bibles. And we can read about that. And that tells us about that covenant. And how we should do it. And what we should do. But the bottom line of it is. Is that if you took away all the Bibles in the world. <clears throat> we'd still have the word of God. And see, man has been trying to destroy God in the Bible and destroy Christians for a long time. They've never done it. Now, you see, when the dark one appears, he's going to make war against the saints. And it says he overcame them. He will overcome them. Remember that word, overcome them. But see, we're told in Revelation 12:11 that we overcame already, past tense, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love our lives unto death. So the beast will overcome the saints. He'll make war against them. He's going to overcome them. means to literally wear out. He'll kill a lot of them because they won't take the mark. And, of course, there's a lot of them that are getting killed today because they won't change religions. And a lot of them are ex, usually someone who's saved out of a religion. So you're, you can look in the new world religion that they're going to finally put together. There's not going to be any proselytizing, and that's what they call this. When you preach the gospel and, and win people for Christ. But in a lot of cases, people come to Christ willingly. Christians don't use any power. It's the Spirit of God that convinces these people. So the beast is going to overcome them, but they already overcame. Figure that one out. That's in Revelation. <laughs> so why do you fear this beast? He's going to overcome you. But you've already overcome. <laughs> yeah, he can take your life, but you've already won the battle. Even in even in when you look and see the verbiage of past and present, be sure that no man take your crown away, meaning you already have a crown. Well, no, I don't. Yes, you do in the eyes of God. Read Revelation. Read the letters to the churches. Follow these things. Understand. God's eye of faith sees you. And as long as you're walking in the light, man, you're a child of God. Well, he doesn't answer my prayers. Yeah, he does. You just need to pay attention. You need to get serious. You need to pray. Put off the unclean things. Get the unclean things out of your house. Because even though Yahshua died upon the cross, he didn't say you can go out and do whatever you want to do. Read 1 John, the entire book, but read 1 John chapter 1. If we walk in the light, the light, as he, meaning Christ, is the light, 
We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You have to walk in the light. And both of these covenants today are sealed in blood. The Old Testament, Old Covenant was sealed by the blood of goats and animals. The New Testament is sealed through the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. So you may think that, you know, there's just no hope for you. That God can't forgive you. But you need to understand that God has everything under control. And he can not only forgive you. He can make a way for you. He can deliver you. And he will teach you if you'll let him. Yes, in America and the world, we're full of chaos and trouble. There are wicked men that are taking advantage of the situation, which is exactly what happens by Satan. His human principalities are in power. But it's God who's in charge. We can pray for deliverance. We can bind the enemy. Remember, we're not powerless. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Father, we thank you for your word. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Father, bless those that hear this broadcast. Give them understanding. Draw them to yourself. And if they're unsaved, open up their understanding. Help them to come to you. Whatever their problems are, whatever their proclivities, whatever it is, Father, you can deliver them. Lord, may they fall into your mercy. And come unto you in love. And in Jesus' name, I pray for these who hear this broadcast. I bind the powers of darkness from them. I command the blessing of God and the revelation of the Lord upon them. Open their eyes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they need healing in Jesus' name, I command healing in their body. I rebuke infirmities and afflictions, depression, and all manner of mental diseases and disorders and every attack. In Jesus' name, let them be nil and void and let the power of Christ come to them and heal them and deliver them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You need to believe. Turn to the Lord and come unto him. Read John 1, John 3, John 10 through 17. Romans 3 through 7. 1 John 1 through 5. That's the beginning. And then... Read it again. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.